Hello and happy Tuesday. As usual, I hope that everybody is maintaining themselves and taking care of yourselves and being kind to yourselves because honestly, if we don't do it, who will, right? The self-care begins with us. The care begins with us, all right? So I hope everybody has been taking care of themselves. I hope everybody had an amazing restful weekend. We are fast approaching Thanksgiving. I don't know how the fuck that happened, but hey, you know what? It's okay. The closer we get to turkey time, the better, right? Today, I want to talk about the ick. For those of you that don't know what that is or are not familiar with the updated terminology that millennials and Gen Zers use, the ick, okay? Basically, it, it, it means what it sounds like, right? Like icky, like gross, right? Get the ick. When somebody does something that gives you the ick, usually it's referred to in dating situations where you're talking to somebody, you're getting to know somebody, and they do something that is otherwise off-putting, right? It's, it's not something that sits well with you for one reason or another. And I don't want to give you any specific examples because it's going to be different for every person, right? But when we talk about when somebody gives us the ick, right? I stumbled across a video not too long ago um, about this guy asking a question. It was a video. It was like an open form video for, I guess, women to respond to. And he asks, is it true that women get the ick and become completely disinterested when they're ignored? And as usual, I usually go to the comment section because, you know, <laughs> I want to see what the common, what the common opinion is, right? Among, among the population, that, that, that helps me a lot, you know, garner an idea of how people are thinking now in the current. And I was actually very happy with the comment section. You know, one, one woman responded, she was like, well, healed women do, you know, they get the ick when they're ignored. And I want to kind of dissect that, right? Because we talk about, or it's talked about a lot, like the healed culture, the healed girl culture, you're in your healing area, you're blah, 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 all these, all these terminologies to basically determine and sum up having a healthy relationship with yourself through hard work, right? When you're in your healed girl era or your healed man era, your healed person era where you have standards for yourself that you are no longer willing to compromise on because you've done the work to avert that tragedy because you know what happens when you don't have those healthy boundaries that you hold with yourself, those healthy sets of expectations that you hold for yourself, not for others, the goals that you have and you've cultivated the hard work that you put into taking care of yourself and being kind to yourself, right? All of those things would indicate that you are in your healing era, right? Or that you are healed, quote unquote, which like I said, it just basically means that you are in a emotionally healthy place, an emotionally and physically healthy place, or you're working to get to that place. And when it comes to identifying toxic behavior in potential partners that you used to put up with in the past, but you no longer put up with now, I think that that is a good indicator that you're on the right path, 
all right? I feel like the closer that we get to the holidays, and I've said this before, the closer that we get to the holidays, the closer we get to kind of reliving old cycles or reliving toxic cycles, especially if we didn't properly close things out with people. And I'll, I'll, I'll discuss properly closing out in a second. But during the, the holiday season, we see a lot of like repeats or, you know, relationships that are coming anew because the holidays are, you know, it, I feel like it is marketed to us as a romantic season, right? A season where you're coupled, where you're warm, where you're cuddled, where you give gifts, where you, you know, you break bread, you meet family, all that stuff, right? It's it's kind of marketed to us, um, you know, as a big family and romantic, family slash romantic type thing, right? So it's you're with your family, with your partner, all that stuff. So during that time, people kind of get like the lust bug or the love bug that kind of bites them and they think, well, you know, maybe I was over exaggerating about that person and maybe they weren't as bad as I thought they were. Maybe, maybe I was just being a little bit too harsh on them, right? And then that's when you see, you know, those, that's when you see a lot of those texts that you send like, hey, how are you? Or, hey, hope your holiday season's going, or hey, you know, I hope you're well. You know, you, you get all those 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 budding interactions, right? <laughs> and sometimes it works out because you know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna claim that or prophesize that every time something like that happens it's for the worst. However, comma however insert verbal comma you need to understand that if you are on or stuck in a repetitive cycle a repetitive cycle of going back and forth with somebody and they have shown you that they do not have the best intentions for you, that they don't necessarily have the best intentions for themselves because they have no ability to plan forward or ahead for themselves in the aspect of relationships or partnering or coupling, right? And you've gone through the song and dance a billion times only to discover the same outcome, which is that, hey, it's not working, <laughs> then you need to understand that it is a repeat of cycles. And clearly, you need to you need you need to learn a little bit more, right? Because there was a time not too long ago, I might add, that these repetitive cycles of people that I would go back and forth with, you know, didn't upset me enough to break away or change. They didn't give me the ick enough to change. You know, and I and I say this all the time. I'm going to use this as an example. When I was a kid, right, and I would spend some summers with my grandma, me and my sister would always want to have a shit ton of candy or, you know, hot Cheetos or, you know, junk food, right? And my grandma, she she would give us treats and snacks and stuff like that, but she would always tell us, you know, don't eat too much because you're going to give yourself a stomachache. She obviously got tired of telling us, so she just let us indulge until we could no longer indulge, and then we ended up getting sick, right? And she would be like, what did I tell you? You know, you didn't listen, and you ate too much, and now, now you know, you got sick. And it was a lesson learned because we never did it again, right? Same thing applies for 
relationships and getting the ick in certain toxic cycles, right? When you are, when you know when you've had enough, and I don't mean like emotionally you've had enough, emotionally you're tired. You get to a point where physically you overindulge in these emotionally toxic relationships so much and so repetitively that it literally, the thought of that person or engaging with that person no longer gives a thrill, no longer gives the butterflies, no longer gives that, that, you know, feeling that it once did. It just gives you the ick, right? And I can't tell you exactly how many times it's going to take per person that depending on how many people you have in your life that are toxic that you're going back and forth with. I can't tell you exactly how many times you're going to have to go through these lessons before you get to that point. But I can tell you that it just out of the blue, it just happens one day and you're just like, fuck, I don't want to do this anymore. This is disgusting, right? And this comes in part with properly closing the cycles and understanding why you have an attachment to certain people, why you have this unhealthy attachment with toxic cycles. And I talk about this a lot because it is important. It is something that a lot of us struggle with. And it's a lot, the younger that you are, both men and women, right? You see it more constantly because we have fucking little computers in our pockets and we're texting. We have social media. We have tracking capabilities. We're like watching everything. We're consistently comparing everything to everybody. And we have endless amounts of options. And that breeds a lot of anxiety. That, that breeds a lot of insecurity, right? And with younger people, the younger that you are, right, you go through a lot of emotional turmoil and toxic cycles if you have not already cultivated your boundaries. Now, when you're young, Ger, right? When you're younger, you have the opportunity, you know, to start fresh in terms of, you know, you're just starting out with understanding where your boundaries are. You're testing things and you're, and you're trying things out to see what's a yes and what's a no, right? That's the whole point. That's the whole point of maturing emotionally and physically is understanding what's a yes and what's a no, right? We understand what's hot and what's cold. So, when you grow into your emotional maturity, right, you're supposed to go through it gradually. But some of us, you know, it kind of gets thrown off kilter. When we go through things like traumatic experiences, like assault, or, you know, we see something traumatic, or we experience something traumatic, or or we grew up in abusive households or any number of things. So trauma, I'm just going to generalize trauma, right? When you throw trauma into the mix, things kind of get hindered. Things kind of get stunted. Not all the time, but a lot of the time, especially if it's trauma that we hide. So a lot of the times when trauma occurs at a young age, we hide it. And we keep it from people. We keep it from people that can heal us, that can help us, right? Because we're afraid of judgment, because we're afraid of what comes with the responsibility of admitting that, you know, some form of trauma occurred, right? We're, we're, we're afraid of a whole bunch of unknown factors as to what ties into when we admit our trauma. So we hold on to it and it festers and it gets worse and it, you know, morphs into unhealthy views of relationships or unhealthy emotional stunted maturity 
or immaturity. So when those things happen, right, we don't learn until we're adults, right, past, past the age of adolescence, that our ways of seeking relationships and keeping relationships and existing in relationships is not entirely healthy. And we realize that after we undergo unhealthy relationship, after unhealthy relationship, after toxic relationship, after X, Y, Z, right? So we don't realize it until a lot of the time, until we're adults and we realize, fuck, there's a problem. I don't like where this is going, right? So in a normal, perfect environment, right, you mature healthily by experiencing and testing your boundaries, But when you throw trauma into the mix, a lot of the time it's stunted. A lot of the time it's, there's a delay there because your mind is, you're you're human, right? Your mind is trying to process and, and protect you through different avenues. And sometimes that includes completely cutting you off of certain experiences and certain, certain things, right? So when we get to the place where we understand that something isn't right and we start to make the changes, right? We start to understand and dissect and close out toxic cycles, right? By understanding why we feel certain ways about certain people in our lives or why we're attracting or attracted to certain people in our lives that are, for lack of a better word, or phrase not good for us, you know, um, we have to take the time to dissect this and understand it and become intimate with it so that we can heal and move forward and be in healthy relationships, right? And part of that process you, you'll come to realize is when you finally get the ick <laughs> over somebody that you know, you once were head over heels for, or you felt like nothing they could do short of, you know, them berating you or belittling you would change how you felt about them, right? No matter how many times they ignored you, no matter no matter how many times they were um, obviously disinterested in you, the second that they paid any attention to you, it was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, right? But a lot of the time, like I said, you get to the point, right? You get to a point eventually where that 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 no longer holds appeal. And you get that ick because you have done the work to dissect and understand why you might have been attracted to these types of people, right? And I can't tell you exactly what it is, one, because... I don't have your your specific relationship in front of me. This is what I mean when I say that you need to do the work yourself. I, I prompt these questions and these scenarios to try to help people understand and ask themselves these questions of, okay, why? That's the most important question that you can ask, why? Right? And I talk about this a lot, you know, talking with yourself, right? Not, not like a crazy cuckoo puffs way, Right? Um, but like talking to yourself and asking yourself certain questions, especially related to your trauma or especially related to things that you struggle with, you'll be surprised what answers you give yourself, right? 
take that time. Be patient. You know, this is important. And by this, I mean your emotional health, your emotional peace, your physical peace, right? Your physical health, your your the types of partners that you are wanting to choose for yourself. All of those things are important and you should take your time. You should take your time to dissect and understand and put effort into these things because it's important. And not just for your romantic relationships, but for your platonic ones too. For the for your familial relationships too. Understanding how you can have conversations, how you can control anger or frustration, how you can understand all these things to better regulate your emotions. All of those things should be important, right? It's not something that should be rushed or should be ignored or should be neglected. But it is, unfortunately, and a lot of the time we don't take that time. A lot of the time we do not take that time. And I'm telling you, in this almost 20 minute podcast episode to take that time for yourself because it's important. That's why I start this episode hoping that, you know, you had, you gave yourself the time this weekend to recoup and refresh and just give yourself that time. Right. That's why I like to end my episodes the way I end my episodes. Right. Which is how I'm ending them right now. I want you guys to take that time for yourself and be kind to yourself and be patient you're not perfect. You're human. And these human moments that we experience where we feel down or we feel dejected or we feel, um, you know, overall upset or discord within ourselves over a situation, over something that was said to us, over a relationship, over any of those things, you are human and you are allowed to feel those things. Okay. And it's also okay to let yourself feel upset, to let yourself feel whatever you need to feel. But once you've felt what you needed to feel properly and you give yourself that time and patience, you'll understand that it's easier to let go and it's easier to understand why you were hurt by certain situations because you gave yourself that time to mourn essentially for whatever you need and remove whatever you need to remove so that it doesn't happen again. You know, and this could be in the way of toxic friendships or toxic relationships or toxic habits, right? All these things need to occur and it's like spring cleaning but it should be done you know in a way that once you remove it it's not it's not something that re-enters your life right so anyways that's 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 all I got for today I think that's that's my little uh that's my little my little my little speech for you guys today that's all, that's all I got you know I'm I'm cuddled up with my heating blanket and my fuzzy blankets and Oliver's passed the fuck out and I have a long week ahead of me, you know, but you know what? It's, it's, it's groovy. Want to know why? Want to know why? Because I am grateful. I know it sounds cheesy as shit, but I am. I'm grateful for those that love and care about me. I'm grateful for the relationships that I am working to improve in my life because they mean a lot to me. I am grateful for the effort that I want to put into myself today and tomorrow and forever. All right? Be grateful. Be loving with yourself. Understand that not everything is going to be a one, two, three easy step method. And not every method is going to work in the same way that it works for somebody else. You have to find your way. Okay? You have to find your way and that comes through trial and error. Just like when you're younger and you're discovering your boundaries, the learning never stops. The, the intake of knowledge never stops, guys. All right. 
I love you so much. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye now.